Have you been told you need to stop doing what you love, whether it's exercise, running, or a sport? Well, here at Dynamic, we don't like that answer. In this podcast, we'll talk to leaders in the health and wellness space from Southwest Florida to get the solutions you need to get you back to doing what you love. Welcome to the Dynamic Naples Podcast. What's going on? Dr. Chris here. It is nearing the end of 2023. We got New Year's approaching. And if you haven't come up with a resolution yet, I got an idea for one because it's something I see constantly and I just don't understand it. We have three superpowers, maybe more. These are the three I consider to be the most vital. And that is sleeping, walking, and breathing. These three things are what it means to be human and are so basic, yet no one seems to do it right. Uh, or you know, doesn't have that dialed in at all. And we've gotten so far away from how we lived, even just a couple generations ago, that we're, we're sick, we're diseased, mental health is declining. Uh, it, it's a mess. If you don't have these three things dialed in, and this is the only change you make this coming year, you're going to be healthier next year. So let's dive into it. So we'll start off with sleep, maybe the most important. Right? So the amount of patients I see that are just not sleeping is insane I, you know I, I always ask like how did you sleep last night uh, and I try to connect the dots a lot of people haven't realized that there's usually a correlation to pain and lack of sleep if you track your pain levels and how much you slept that night you're going to almost find a one-to-one -one ratio but remember it's not just quantity it's also quality right? so sleep depth counts right so if you have apnea you're, you're just not sleeping deep at all um, if you have apnea, address it. You have to get a CPAP. That that will give you Alzheimer's, amongst many other things like heart disease. They do home kits now, so it's like super easy to get tested for it. So what I mean by depth is you have to, you know, try to not get disturbed, right? You have to have very little light or zero light in your bedroom, ideally. You basically want to turn your bedroom into a cave. You know, pitch black, you want it cold, like 68 degrees or lower even. That's going to give you a deeper sleep, is that the, the temperature. You have to avoid blue light at night, so that means no cell phone in bed. Or if you have to or you just can't get away from it, um, then you have to get blue light blocking glasses. That's that's mandatory if you want to sleep deeply. And if you don't believe me about this stuff, you got to watch uh, this TED Talk by Matt Walker. He's a sleep scientist. Um, I'll go over some of his, sort of the bullet points from the, the presentation. He's brilliant. It's a gr fascinating TED Talk. I highly recommend it. But some of the things he brings up is that um, if you have a lack of sleep, basically you're waking up diabetic. Your blood sugar is going to be higher. Um, you also suppress the activity of your natural killer cells, which is part of your immune system. They go around to hunt cancer cells. So lack of sleep is correlated to cancer. In fact, the World Health Organization has declared shift work a likely carcinogen. There's a correlation between heart disease and lack of sleep. Well, there's a correlation between diabetes and heart disease. So those things kind of go together. But uh, every year we kind of go through a little experiment, unknowingly. When we lose an hour in the spring, there's a, something like a 24% uptick in heart attack that next day from one hour less asleep that, that one night. And conversely, on the other end, in fall, when we 
gain an hour, there's a, something like a 27% decrease in heart attack that next day. I might have those numbers backwards, but you get the point. Uh, that's how important sleep is. Not to mention that's it's your recovery. So, I mean, if you, you're training, you're working out, stress plus recovery equals adaptation. So you're, you're putting the stress in. If you're not getting the sleep, you're not going to gain muscle. You're going to lose muscle. It's vital to recovery. Okay, hopefully I, I hammered that home enough. Okay, walking. So walking is it's what, what it means to be human. Like once again, uh, you know, we are a nomadic species. We should be walking a lot. I mean, uh, you know, 8,000 steps, bare minimum, is what you should be aiming for at least. You know, just, just track your steps on any app and try to add more each day. You know, if that means getting to your office like 15 minutes earlier, doing a couple laps around your building, or, you know, walking after lunch, Walking after any meal, by the way, really good for blood sugar regulation. I recently went on a cruise, like, well, actually it was last summer, and I really focused on eating right, so I kind of went low-carb. Well, not that that's the way to go, but for me it seems to be the way to go. I went low-carb, mostly ate meat, and I was doing something like 15,000 steps a day, and I lost a few pounds. Most people would gain like 10 pounds on a cruise just by focusing on walking, taking the stairs instead of the elevator. I lost a few pounds just from that alone. Walking also um, stimulates your brain. So there's functional MRI studies you can see where after um, going for a walk, the creative part of your brain sort of it gets lit up. So if you're, you know, if you're a writer or you're doing something creative and maybe you have a block and you feel stuck, go for a walk. It's amazing what comes to your brain just from walking alone. And also walking actually helps you sleep better. So the military knows this. That's why they make their troops march so much, because that will improve their sleep and then, you know, therefore improve their recovery. Walking also uh, lubricates the joints. You got a knee issue. I mean, go for a walk. Just that compression, decompression of the joint is going to lubricate it. Also, if you're having any swelling, that swelling is mitigated by your lymphatic system. Your lymphatic system does not have a heart that pumps and circulates. It requires the pump action of muscles, a.k.a. movement, walking. So when you walk, your, your calves are squeezing, your quads, you know, your glutes, everything, your arms are rotating, or, I mean, swinging, your trunk is rotating. All these things keep the circulation of the lymphatic system, so that's really good for uh, reducing swelling. I understand that it's you know feels natural to not want to move when you're injured, but that's kind of the worst thing you can do. The old school walk it off turns out is correct. Okay, so let's get into breathing or breath work. This is a huge one. So I just came back from a retreat. I was up in the Catskills for a weekend with Yuri Opendik doing a whole exposure training. So we were hiking in the cold and jumping in frozen rivers, and we did several breath work sessions. It, it's, it was so powerful, so amazing. So let me just give you a couple tips that I, I'm bringing home from that session. Uh, first of all, it seems like an easy thing. Right, but there are countless ways to breathe, and you know, whenever I, I have a new patient into my office, when I'm doing my evaluation, without them knowing it, I'm going to look at how they're breathing. I would say, on average, 90% of people breathe paradoxically. So what that means is they're leading with their chest as opposed to the diaphragm. The diaphragm is the main muscle of inspiration. So when you inhale. The diaphragm, is, it's a negative pressure. It's kind of like a bellows for a fireplace. If you, you push down with your diaphragm, that draws air into the lungs. So the belly should rise as you inhale, and as you exhale, the belly descends. And, you know, that's the first part. 
and then what happens next is you get this sort of um, pump handle action of the chest. The chest starts to rise too as you inhale and, and descends as you exhale. So it should be more belly dominant and you know the chest should happen second. What tends to happen for most people is they're in a stressed state uh, and they're going to be chest breathing. You know, so they start with their chest, and sometimes only their chest is what I see, but it goes chest, then belly. So that's what we call paradoxical breathing. And there's secondary muscles of inspiration. So some of the muscles of the rib cage, the intercostals, intercostals. You've got your scalenes. Any muscle that attaches to the thorax can help with breathing. So when I see stiffness issues, you know, I hear people say all the time, oh, I hold my stress in my neck. Well, I'm... You know, they're kind of right. What they're really saying is they're breathing with their neck because those neck muscles attach to the rib cage. So if you're in a stressed out state, you're, you're going to be chest breathing, you're going to get a stiff neck. And so one of the things I learned over the weekend was the average amount of breaths a person takes in a day is 25,000 breaths. So if you are breathing in a stressed state, a paradoxical style of breathing, 25,000 times, can you imagine what effect that has on you? And just think about your muscle, your muscle tone, right? So you, when you're in a fight or flight state, when a stressed out state, your your body uh, engages your muscles, right? So if you're never in a relaxed state or and breathing in a relaxed state, you, you're literally going to have increased muscle tone, aka stiffness. So let's go over a few more tips here. Um, nasal breathing, very important. So when you breathe through your nose, not only does the nose humidify the air, uh, and the nose hairs filter bacteria and viruses out, but it also stimulates nitric oxide production, and nitric oxide is a strong vasodilator, so it opens your blood vessels. So when you're breathing, breathe through your nose, keep your mouth shut. If you are in the habit of breathing through your mouth, probably a good idea to get some mouth tape. It might look a little silly, but maybe on the weekends when you're home, you tape your mouth shut for a couple hours, see how that goes. I do want to be clear, too, though, there are times where it's appropriate to breathe through your mouth. If you're exercising and you're doing some anaerobic work, you're going to have to breathe through your mouth. That's normal. Also, we got to look at your frequency. Most people are over-breathing. They're breathing too rapidly. 16 to 20 breaths is what I learned is the average. That's what I learned in grad school. And that's way too fast. We should be breathing about six breaths per minute. So you can do a 5-5, a five-second inhale, five-second exhale. Uh, or I like to teach four, six, four second inhale, six second exhale. That puts you into a little more of a parasympathetic state. So I think it's a really good idea, idea to practice this, you know, uh, for a few minutes a day, just to see what it feels like, and then see if you can incorporate that into your your daily your daily breathing. So if you're in pain or you're feeling anxious or depressed, start with these three simple things. They're all free. It's, you have complete access to this. You have the ability to reverse engineer things. For example, you, you know, if you're breathing sympathetically, you can go into parasympathetic by just focusing on belly breathing alone. Before you go see any practitioner, surgeon, or therapist, or whatever, dial these things in first. I, I think if you can get this down pat and doing it the right way, probably 80% of your issues will go away. Protect your sleep. Sleep long, sleep deep. Sleep cold. Breathe, you know, breathe appropriate for what you're doing. You know, and most of the time that should be parasympathetic. Shut your mouth, breathe through your nose, breathe slower, breathe deeper, and walk. You know, if you're doing 5,000 steps a day, it's not enough. You got to add, 
you know, start off by adding a thousand a day. I find the time, you know, and like I said, go to work a little early, do a couple laps around your building, whatever it takes, walk after your meals. These three things will get you feeling better. Why guess when you can test? Do you get hangry or crash after a carb-heavy meal? These could be indicators that there is a dysfunction in your blood glucose regulation. If left unchecked, it can lead to irreversible changes. If you catch it quick enough, you can make diet and lifestyle changes that will get your levels where they need to be. 88% of Americans are pre-diabetic and don't know it. Diabetes underpins many of the pathologies we deal with in this country, such as obesity, high blood pressure, heart disease, and stroke. For some reason, it is rarely screened with your physician, and if they do test for blood glucose, it's usually with an A1C or a fasting glucose, which can sometimes give you a false negative. NutriSense is a company that supplies continuous glucose monitors. We've paired with NutriSense to get you real-time data to see how your physiology responds to glucose. The NutriSense app lets you track your daily activity to see how food, sleep, exercise, and stress impact your glucose. You can log or import this data into the NutriSense app to see the effect on your blood glucose levels as soon as it happens. Use the code DRCHRIS25 for $25 off your order today. Do you have unexplained pain or do you wonder just how healthy you are? When was the last time you had your blood tested? Blood chemistry analysis is a great tool to stay ahead of any health conditions and now you can have control of your health with Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked is an incredible company that sends blood tests to your home. You can choose from over 30 different tests, whether that's thyroid function, testosterone, micronutrient, cholesterol, or C-reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation. It is sent to you with free shipping and you get your results in two to five days. No physician referral needed. Use the code DPT25 for 25% off. You can find links in the show notes. Did you know that you can get started with physical therapy without a physician's referral? Physical therapists don't just solve pain, we get down to the root cause and keep it from coming back. We also discuss all things health, such as nutrition and lifestyle changes. If you feel that you could use some help, let's get on a free consult call. Go to www.dynamicnaples.com and sign up for a free call. Also, if you like this podcast, please give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us spread the message. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.